The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Time for Attaboy here on the program. Highlighting positivity, highlighting good stories, giving people their flowers while they can smell them. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, Iris Networks brings us Attaboy. Go to their website, Iris Networks USA. Business owners, find out how you can start your relationship with Iris Networks with great fiber internet and no payments for 90 days. That is irisnetworksusa.com, business, fiber, internet, and voice. Ben, uh, I'll let you go first. I do have one. I'm going to the NBA for mine. Um, what do you have for us today, if you have one? I mean, if if you're going to spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes talking about MVP John Morant and the best team in the association, the Memphis Grizzlies, and and how they're going to win the championship this year, I mean, you you can have all of that, boy. Oh man, John Morant certainly in the MVP conversation should be right, right there. One, two, or three. Uh, G two behind Steph. G twelve, right? G twelve is what Kendrick Perkins would call him, and the G <laughs> stands for gangster. Um, that, that's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll put no. John Morant there in that conversation. But no, I do not have John Morant on Attaboy today. I'm sure there will be plenty of opportunities for him to be on Attaboy in the next couple weeks. Oh, he will because he is going to be an all-star game starter, and I'm pumped up for him. But I, I do have an attaboy that I would like to share. Uh, the NHL tweeted out a series of tweets on New Year's Day. It, it was actually the end of New Year's Day. They tweeted it out at 11.41 p.m., but it was a story about the Seattle Kraken, uh, or excuse me, the Vancouver Canucks, Equipment manager Brian Red Hamilton. I guess his nickname is is Red. But the Canucks were playing in Seattle against the Seattle Kraken, and a Seattle Kraken fan, Nadia. What's up with these names today, <laughs> Nadia Popovici? That sounds uh, <laughs> good to me. Sounds good to me as well. Uh, he she ended up truly changing brian hamilton's life forever and she did so because she was sitting behind the vancouver canucks bench during the game and this equipment manager was in front of her and he had a mole on the back of his neck and again she was sitting behind the bench she noticed a cancerous mole and she typed a message on her phone and knocked on the plexiglass to get his attention and the the message that she had typed on her phone said that the mole on the back of your neck is cancer and he went and he got it checked out and he was or the doctors confirmed that the mole was type 2 malignant melanoma and they removed the cancerous area and and, and what's cool is after he had this removed, uh, Hamilton began searching for this young lady on Saturday. And with the help of fans on Facebook, 
uh, she was located and she came out to the game on Saturday night and she's in medical school and she was awarded a $10,000 scholarship. Uh, well, she will be attending medical school this year and she was awarded $10,000 uh, towards her medical school as a as a thank you. So just an incredible story here. Man, I might as well take my for what and save it for tomorrow. I mean, my yeah, attaboy. You should take your for what and, and save it for tomorrow, but you, sh- you should give your attaboy today. Yeah, my attaboy, I should take it and save it for tomorrow, man. Because that was special right there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give mine anyways. I'm giving mine to Dirk Nowinski and the Dallas Mavericks. They retired his his jersey and did a post-game ceremony um, last, last night. And uh, Mark Cuban, the owner, unveiled a statue of Dirk Nowinski, his patented and famous one-legged fadeaway. Dirk Nowinski spent all of his 21 years there with the Dallas Mavericks. The day before yesterday, we had a conversation about you know, great players spending their time with one franchise, talking about NFL quarterbacks. Uh, Dirk Nowinski did that with the Dallas Dallas Mavericks. Um, he delivered a championship in 2011 and uh, won the MVP award, finals MVP, 14 all-star appearances, six all-time on the scoring list with 31,560. Um, they did get the the win over Golden State, so that was awesome too because Golden State right now is the favorites to, to win it all. But, I'm giving Dirk Nowitzki an attaboy, man. He just did he did it the right way. You never saw him in the news. Never you know saw him you know being disrespectful, not playing the game the right way. He's always played the game the right way, and uh, it's cool to see. Even though Dallas is a bigger market than Memphis, but Dallas is no New York. They're no L.A. Um, but they they took their drafted player. He stayed there. He helped win them a championship. And you mentioned John Morant at the beginning of, of, the, of the segment. Hopefully, John Moran is able to do that uh, for the Grizzlies the same way that Dirk Nowitzki did that for the Mavericks. So, really cool to see one player stay with one organization, win a championship, and mean so much to um, you know a group of people. So, that's my attaboy. Dirk was awesome. Yeah, that year that he the the Mavs won won the title. Him and and Jason Terry, he he was tremendous. Well, he was one of my favorite players growing up in the NBA. I, I can't tell you how many times I've tried to mimic the the turnaround fadeaway oh, uh, in, in in my driveway or, or at the wreck. That's what you're trying to do when we play one-on-one? <laughs> I guarantee you I, I did it two or three times. I, I always try it at least once when I'm playing basketball. I thought and you it had a cramp. Go, it doesn't typically go as, as well for me as it did, <laughs> did Dirk. But uh, I, I did try to emulate it. Man, I th- I thought you was like hurt or something, or like you had an itch while you was playing. You was trying to scratch it and play at the same time without without stopping. That's weird. <laughs> was this the game that I beat you, or the game that I did not beat you? It's probably one that you that you beat me. Who knows, man? Oh man, <laughs> I think you and I should go play today. <laughs> no. I barely can breathe over here doing this show, man. I'm good. Exactly. That, that's why I think we should go play today. <laughs> I'm good, man. I, I'll have you hurting like Rodney afterwards. No. 
<laughs> Stop. Stop making me laugh, man. Stop. <laughs> Rodney, Rodney, poor Rodney, man. Rodney's still hurting. I think he's okay now. I think he's had no time to heal. How long ago was that? Was that pre was that pre-COVID? I can't remember. <laughs> oh man. I didn't I didn't start it, Rodney. Ben brought it up, man. Ben brought it up. Oh man. Thank you, Chip. Appreciate it. Dustin says I'm good with hour four. Nah. <laughs> hour three. We that's all I got for you today. Rodney says, I got next. Oh, now you want now you want that smoke now, huh, Rodney? Rodney wanna play now. Cannon <laughs> uh, Tennessee Vol says, uh Debunje or uh Mayshack needs to be the starter at the three spot. I don't know about I don't know about all. that either. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about all. I look, I, I like Jamai Mayshack and what he's done the last two games. He... He got thrown into Alabama, and he immediately picked up a steal. He he got thrown in last night and immediately grabbed an offensive rebound. That who hit the three? I can't remember who hit the three off of Jamai's offensive rebound, but I I do think that Jamai should get more playing time. I, I tweeted that out last night. Um, I'm not saying he should all of a sudden get twenty. 20 minutes or 15 minutes even but i mean he 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 deserves more than zero minutes or how many did he end up playing last night he he played five minutes and 14 seconds i i'd I'd say that's a a fair range for him maybe seven or eight minutes maybe maybe a little bit more but he does not need to be starting over josiah jordan james no you know uh who he reminds me that he could be for this basketball team. And Josh that, Richardson. Uh, Def, defensively, not not offensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, young, I mean, he, a young Josh Richardson. Yeah, but I was he's, thinking he's more an energy guy. Yeah, I was thinking more of a of a swoller, stronger, bigger Devonte Gaines. Oh yeah, that's a good comp. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But, shout out to Ticket. He's having a real good year at George Mason. Oh, I mean, yeah. He almost he almost helped George Mason upset Kansas in Kansas last week, and he had a double double in the process. I know Kim English wanted that win, boy. You you could see it on his face. I, I watched the last five or so minutes. It was like a three, four point game, so I turned it on. And and you could see the frustration on, on Kim's face after the game. He he wanted that one bad. Yeah, he wanted that win. But I like that comp. Uh, I mean, he's not going to contribute offensively, but and Rick talked about it after the game. He Rick threw him in there because he knew that he'd go in and and make something happen, uh, even if it wasn't scoring points. He'd go in there and grab a rebound, and he went in there and grabbed an offensive rebound. He is a a spark plug, and he he sparked the offense there for a, a minute when he was thrown in there getting that offensive rebound. And I think he had another. Offense. He had three rebounds in five minutes. And to put that into perspective, you ready for this? No, I'm sitting here thinking about his hair. Uh, Uros had three rebounds in 12 minutes. Jemai Meshack, a guard, had three rebounds in five minutes. Ben, when you mentioned uh, Uros early in the show, talking about a rebound, I did look at the stats and I was like, you was flowing and I didn't want to stop you. But I was looking at the, <laughs> the stat book going, 
Man, it was like had three rebounds. He, yeah, but look at the difference in the first half and the second half. I mentioned how well Urosh played in the first half when when Olivier was not ready from the get-go. Folky was not ready. Urosh had some big-time rebounds in the first half. In the second half, he barely played. So that that's why you see the, the final rebound total not being he, all that great. He was on pace for six then. Is that what you is that what you're saying? I, I believe so. Let me let me check the the first half box score. He was on pace. He was on pace. Well, actually, he only had one rebound in in the first half. It felt so, like he had more in the first half. He had he he played six minutes apiece in each half, and he had two in the second half. Hmm. See what happened was you, you gonna hit that Will Smith? Nah, <laughs> hit that. I pitched that going a little differently in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I I do remember it a little bit differently in my head. <laughs> Ow, stop. All right. Who's on the phone? Nobody's on the phone. I'm tripping. All right. We go to text box. Um, Cameron, Tennessee. Jemai Fol- should not be starting. Nah. Uh, who are you going to start him over? He, I mean, he, he would play the the two or the three, maybe a, a small ball four, but – Santiago starts at the two. You're not starting Jemai Meshack over Santiago Vescovi. Josiah Jordan James starts at the three. You're not. He's not starting over Josiah. No. Nah, and those guys Olivier start. starts at. What's that? They, those guys should not be starting. No. J- Jemai should be playing more, but he he, he should not be starting. And, and I like Quentin Debunje. I, I think he has some some real potential. He, he's got a ton of athleticism. Uh, he, he has a pretty stroke. I, I think he's going to prove to be a, a steal for Tennessee, but he, he's he's not ready. Uh, he's he's barely played basketball. He just came over to the states like two or three years ago. He, he's he's not ready to be thrown into those type of moments. Yeah, I'm okay with them getting more minutes. Not not starting, not starting yet. Um. Kelsey Vall says, uh, Ben, are you hearing anything about Coach Q leaving for the Cubs? He he did leave for the Cubs. Coach Q is Tennessee's or former Tennessee baseball strength and conditioning coach, and he took over for the Cubs head strength and conditioning job um, in December. So Tennessee is Tennessee baseball without a a strength coach, and obviously you don't blame Quentin Eberhart, aka Q. Uh, you don't blame him for Heck no. for taking the Cubs' head strength and conditioning coach job. Um, and he was at Tennessee for four years. Has been here the whole time. Tony has been here, and he had MLB experience before joining Tony Vitello's staff. And this was inevitable. He he was going to go back. He's too good quite frankly, to, to stay in college. It was just a matter of time before he went back to the professional ranks. And, and honestly, I'm surprised it didn't happen before now. I thought it was a miracle that he was about to be back for a, a fifth year. Uh, he is a stud. The The players absolutely loved him. Absolutely loved him. He, he, I mean, he is – we all know how Garrett Medinwall, uh, Tennessee basketball strength and conditioning coach, how he is loved by the players – Quinn Eberhardt was the same way with the baseball program. So Tony Vitello's got a big hire uh, to make. 
coming up and and I guarantee you that he will take it very very seriously because he takes that position very seriously better and and he'll make a a good hire and like you just said he better and he does because the strength and conditioning job for any team is the the most important assistant role in my opinion Dave from the 423 says they could do the same thing they did with Pond, start him for four minutes, let him really pressure the opponent's point guard and dip. That sounds good in theory, but how about just everybody who plays plays really good defense? I like I like that. I like I like that strategy. Just say, hey, everyone plays. You're gonna play because you have good defense and the guys that, that play well deserve to start and are consistent, deserve to start and the guys on the bench, the better you practice, the better you play the minutes that you do get, the more minutes that you will that you will be uh, able to play. And we have seen Meshack play a lot more minutes, but we don't we don't see practice and practice habits and things like that. Um we don't we don't we don't know how guys are earning playing time uh in practice, but I think what we've seen from Meshack in the game would and we just said this, that I think he's earned the right to play more minutes based on what he's done in the minutes that he has been able to play so far. Um, but DeBunjay has a nice stroke. There's no doubt about that. Just don't know what he's doing defensively in practice and how he's going about his business. But I do like uh, Josiah Jordan James. When we do go to four out one in, we don't start games like that consistently. Um, but we can do that. But you mentioned it, Ben. Uh, Triple J starts at the three. Uh, King Vol 300 says, are you COVID positive, Swain? Me and my wife is and slowly starting to get better. Glad that you're getting better. Glad you, that you are getting better. Um, <clears throat> I am – I got a call yesterday. I'm actually negative. I took a PCR test. Uh, day before yesterday, and I think I, te- I I took the test too early, you know, about that incubation period. Um, so weird. I so weird. That's why, I like, it doesn't really matter if you're positive or not, because <laughs> if you're around folks that tested positive, and then you start feeling the same symptoms, you might as well just look at yourself as positive and treat yourself as positive. Um, but yeah, I. I probably tested too early. I think if I test it today or tomorrow, I probably would be. But I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just treating it like I have it and keep my butt at home and and um, taking my supplements and resting when I can and taking my butt outside. Um, I like being outside anyway, so I was outside a couple hours yesterday throwing the, throwing the ball with with with, with Ace, and um, I was feeling a whole lot better. And um, but I do feel. I I do feel the effects for sure. I do feel better, but whoo, um, I do feel it for sure. Big Rob says, "Let's play two on two. Big Big Shot Rob says, "Me and Swain versus Ben and Rodney, easy dubs." I don't know, Big Shot. I don't know, man. I don't know if I I don't know how valuable I'll be to the game right now. Well, and 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 here's the thing: how how many games are we playing? Because if if we play the first game. Yeah, might walk out with a dub. Easy dub, first game. I don't know about easy. Easy probably dub. Probably a dub. Easy dub. But second, third, fourth game. 
No, I don't know, man. I don't trust Rodney's knee, man. I don't, I don't know if it's 100%. I, I don't trust you and Big Shot Rob being in shape. Yeah. Big Shot Rob it is probably in shape um, because, you know, he has this thing called PT most mornings. Yeah, uh, he, but he in better shape uh, than both of us. Not better shape than me. You do PT every morning? No, and I haven't been working out lately. So, so he's in better he shape than you. I was joking. He is. He is. He is. But I know I'm in better shape than you. Oh, that's that's what I doubt. And I I, I give you buckets. I, I'm gonna go John Morant on you. Boy, stop. You gonna shoot that? You gonna shoot that outside jumper like Dirk Nowitzki and pray that it goes in? No, that's- and watch it go in. I, I got a nice little stroke for somebody who didn't play uh, basketball. No, it ain't bad at all, man. It's like Woody, Woody Harrison from My White Man Can't Jump. It ain't that bad. <laughs> I, I dare you. <laughs> you ain't jumping like him, though. Uh, PJ says, are there any remaining games on the basketball schedule that y'all think are definite losses? I think it will be tough to beat Auburn, sweep Kentucky. I don't think there's a definite loss on the schedule. There are likely losses. In games I don't feel good about, but there's not a definite loss. Tennessee has the the talent and the defense to beat anybody in the country. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. I, I, I also I, agree with the text box message about <laughs> being worried about uh, about Auburn. Like uh, Auburn, Kentucky, LSU. I mean, th- those games, they're going to be tough. Very tough. Very tough. Um Ben is the coaching staff taking a hard look at the safety from Northwestern, Brandon Joseph. Yes. I wonder where we are. I think, I think I think that they are evaluating that situation slash trying to get into the pitcher. Need to be. Tennessee's out here trying to make some moves with with transfers. They're 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 being a little picky. Uh, at, at certain spots and certainly understand not taking a transfer just to take a transfer. But th- there are also positions in which it wouldn't be hard to upgrade. And I think safety is 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 one of those positions. But but they've got their uh they've got their eyes on on different guys and are evaluating guys and trying to determine whether they want to get in the fold and there are guys that they are trying to get into the fold. There are guys that they are definitively trying to get on campus um, for a visit and for good. So since he's going to bring in some guys and hopefully they'll, they'll be impact guys like uh, Javante Payton and Hendon Hooker and, and guys like that. We can only hope. Only hope. Vault Grizz Cub says Ben is West off the movie Rebound. That's the movie with Martin Lawrence, man. Martin <laughs> Martin Lawrence was the was the coach. Forgot about that movie Rebound. <laughs> That's what Martin Lawrence was doing all those weird movies like Rebound and and the movie where he was like a security guard. He was doing some weird like he was doing some weird movies at the Bad Boy, like some kid movies. It was it was it was different. But, but Martin Lawrence is the goat. Um, Black, oh, yeah, that's right. But Black Knight. <laughs> I remember Martin did Black Knight. I was like, "Yo, what is this? What are you doing, Martin?" 
This is terrible. Black Knight was garbage. It was terrible. Kevin says that uh, he has cat-like reflexes. I'll school y'all asses on the court. I'll fly like an eagle, dunk on you, and go back home to Holly. Let us know when you wake up, Kevin, from your dream. Uh, Brandon B. says, Ben, will we get the Jared verse commit by the end of the week? <laughs> I like these questions from Brandon. Mm. No, not by the end of day tomorrow. Nelson wants to know what's up with verse because according to what he is seeing, looks like it's an FSU lean. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be. I, I can't definitively say one way or the other. I, I know he's still having constant conversations with Rodney Garner, which should make you feel good. But uh, he's also gone a little quiet, too. So I, I, I'm not sure which way he leans or, or how to look into that. Yep. He'll be a big get, man. Hopefully Tennessee is able to get him. Uh, we're supposed to have Austin Price on Tuesday. And then yesterday did not do the show. So I'll reach out to AP. Let's let's put all our minds together, man. Let's let's go uh Captain Planet of recruiting right now. Let's put all of our sources together and uh see what we can come up with as far as information on Jared Verse and uh, Brandon Joseph and um some of the other players, <laughs> Kevin, you're not with Holly Berry. Stop. Uh, and some of the other players in in the portal. I did see uh, where we are getting a visit from uh, a player in the portal and uh, a player at a big-time position of need. I'm a little surprised we were able to get Isaiah New York on campus. Any updates on on him nothing definitive uh just kind of some updates on where he is going to be visiting he is going to take an official visit to tennessee the weekend of january 21st so what is that not next weekend but the weekend after uh he is he was at usc uh yesterday I believe, and then he will be at Texas next weekend, and then Tennessee the weekend after. So any, any, taking any, visit is, is he ahead. taking a visit after our visit? He has not announced one, so I believe he will have two more available. But he he's only announced visits to USC, Texas, and Tennessee. And it would not surprise me if if that was it, just because, I mean, that's January 21st. That's late in in January, and he's going to need to to be enrolled somewhere. So I would assume not. But also, school starts late for for Tennessee, I I believe. Uh, I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday because they were pointing out that Tennessee baseball can't can't begin practice until later until a little bit later this year because of how the academic schedule falls the academic calendar falls and and that they're in school uh for three more weeks in may than normal so and even when school does start you still have what like 10 10 to 14 days before you have to be enrolled in classes for the semester so i guess technically maybe if it works like that elsewhere in terms of the academic calendar he could 
could still take another visit. But you would have to think that. I mean, it's it's getting, you know, into a time crunch 20, at that point with him tw- coming the 21st. 24th is the first and first uh, session of, of spring classes. Yep. January 24th. So, And, and he'll be here the weekend that everybody is returning to the school to start class that week. So maybe he can take another visit elsewhere, but you have to think that Tennessee is is going to be the last one or maybe one other school gets a visit in. But right now it's USC, Texas, and Tennessee, and Tennessee's going to get that last visit, it looks like. I've uh, been talking to Cody Burns a lot, and according to Brent Hubbs, the GOAT, uh, depth chart, quarterback and the offense will be key in him making a quick decision depth chart quarterback offense and i think when you look at tennessee you have to like tennessee's chances because tennessee checks the box in in all three of those departments i mean it he would step in right away and practically be the starter if he values uh, catching a lot of balls cedric tillman if he values catching a lot of balls, and you know, it depends on what's he, what he values in yes, terms of that, offense. That, yes, that that's a good point. But the depth chart is there. Tennessee's got the quarterback, and then, like you just said, depending on on what type of offense he values, Tennessee could could check that box as as well. I think Texas is the one that concerns me the most, just because he he went to high school in Arlington, Texas, in the 2019 class. And he has said that he's not afraid to go elsewhere and uh, away from Texas and, and that it's strictly a, a business decision. There you and, go. and that if, if you Tennessee go. or USC is the, the best fit for him, then then so be it. But some, some kids say that just to still have that surprise when they announce where they're going to school. Uh, so we'll see if that ends up coming to fruition. But I, I think Texas would scare me more than USC just because uh, Texas is is going to have Quinn Ewers. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's offense is, is a good one. And Texas needs help so the depth chart wouldn't get in the way. But let's also not forget that Lincoln Riley is at USC now. And how, how, how could you not listen to Lincoln Riley if, if you're an offensive football player? Yeah, those are three good spots for for him. You get you know you got Texas that's home. You got Steve Sarkeesian, who's a really good offensive you know coach. Uh, don't know what he's going to do as a head coach because he's yet to to do anything since he has been at Washington. Um, and then you look at you know Quinn Ewers, who you mentioned, who was the top quarterback coming out two years ago. Went to Ohio State, didn't work out, <clears throat> got his bag though, and now he's at Texas. So. You do have your quarterback of the future. Don't know how he's going to pan out, though. You do have a guy in the hooker that's already proven that you know he can do, deliver the football to you uh, on the outside if Tennessee chooses to put put you on the outside like they did Cedric Tillman, which I think would be a nice spot for him opposite Tillman on the outside. His his um his play watching his film looks like it fits in with Tennessee's offense. Him playing on the outside, and then you look at USC. I mean. I haven't heard about a, a, a starting quarterback or a quarterback at USC just yet under Riley, but you have to think that he'll have one uh, and that his offense will be wide open. And they don't they don't play defense in the Pac-12 anyway, so uh, he'll be able to get some stats off and do a really good job. But all three places are 
are good. I think for NIL purposes, all three places will be able to provide some options for him. Um, I think the offenses will, in all three places, he can be successful in. But I don't know what he values, what he sees um, being, you know, the most important thing within the offense. So we'll find out when he makes the decision. Hopefully it's Tennessee. We we got Tennessee have, needs him for sure. Right, y'all 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 did not want to hear my comment uh, bef- before the Music City Bowl. I, I believe it was that Wednesday before the Music City Bowl when I said that as of right now, Ramel Keaton is the starting outside receiver opposite of Cedric Tillman because hey, right man. now he is. Hey man, I'm I got the buttons. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? You are right. I don't want to hear. I'm controlling the buttons now, buddy. Exactly, which is why I'm speaking to the importance of landing Mr. Naor, the Wyoming transfer receiver who is originally from Texas. They 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 need him. They they need him for sure. They need somebody opposite of Cedric Tillman. Seems like they've they've got the slot taken care of. I, I have I have a feeling, and we'll have a whole offseason to talk about. I, I think Jalen Hyatt is going to take a step forward. Um, hopefully he can in that slot position. Maybe Jimmy Callaway does as well. You, you've got some some talent and Squirrel White coming in, so that that is more settled than than the outside position. But guys still need to take a step there. But they they lack outside receivers, so he, he's just important for that reason alone. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Tennessee can sell something that they have already done. I don't know about. Lincoln Riley, what he can sell at USC because he hasn't coached there yet. And Steve Sarkeesian, don't know what success he had at wide receiver at first year at Texas. Maybe he can point to the guys at Alabama that he coached, but I mean, why would you fall for that? Eight six five. They had a true freshman go off this year. I forget his name, but they, they had a true freshman put up some big time numbers. Yeah, maybe you can use that. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Hour two is brought to you by Action Two Four Seven Tennessee's only. Legal sports book. Use the promo code Swain Event for 100% match on your first deposit up to $800. We are rolling and f- rolling and flowing with this promotion all the way up to the Super Bowl. So do not miss out. 100% match on your first deposit up to $400. Don't go anywhere. Swain Event. We'll be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. 
That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Voted Best Barbecue in City View Magazine and a Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in the Country, Dead End is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering and local delivery with Valet Gourmet. That's right, you can have Dead End brought to you. Can't think of the spread for your next event? Get Dead End to cater it. Check them out online, deadendbbq.com, Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Man, I need to get some Dead End delivered. Hey, Ben, how good a friend are you, man? You want to bring me some Dead End? I'll, I'll make a deal with you. I will deliver Dead End Barbecue to your front door. If? If, if you buy me Dead End for lunch. Oh, dude, that's, that's an easy deal. I'll take you up on that all day long. Bet. When you bring it over. Well, apparently we're supposed to start getting snow at eleven, 
and they don't open until eleven. So eleven it is. I'm just I'm just kidding. I then, then there's going to be a fee for a uh, uh, <laughs> work hazard as well. Who are you supposed to be, man? You you, you DoorDash now? You Ben Dash? You gonna you gonna throw? You gonna hit me with some fees? That's right. I'm Ben Dash. <laughs> <laughs> that, it actually looks like uh, it should start snowing any minute, according I, to my phone. But I, just, I also don't know how. I just I went outside, man. It's beautiful outside. It's not even well, raining yeah, anything. Well, it's not beautiful outside. Anytime it's thirty degrees, it's not beautiful outside. But the sun is out to your point but my my phone says 90 percent chance of snow at 9 a.m which is in eight minutes and then 100 percent chance of snow at 10 a.m and then starting at two from two to 9 p.m we're supposed to get snow 90 percent chance 100 100 90 90 80 70 50 well i know school is canceled today so i heard uh yellow snow is good for covid Mm. I didn't hear that, man. I just I heard. I heard a a nice cup of of yellow snow helps helps people get over COVID. I tested negative, so I'm just talking about. Yeah, you like you said earlier, you took it. <laughs> I you took, took it, too it early. early. Technically, I never when when I had COVID back in 2020. Technically, I never tested positive. I I've I've never been tested for COVID. I, I was an assumed positive because my wife was was dying the week before I got it. I had it the week after her, so um, I did not go take one because I knew I knew what I had. Yeah, man. But yellow snow, and uh, I, I know that that you can get your hands on some yellow snow with a with a pup in your house pretty easily. Man, first time he saw the snow, he was like, uh. What is that? I'm not going outside in that stuff. He had no clue what that was. He had no clue at all. He really was like Pruitt. He, what is that? He, he didn't know what, <laughs> what what it was, man. But once he got out there, he he had the snow zoomies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had the snow zoomies. But it was fun at to least watch. Ace, at least Ace is a short-haired dog because Judge... It is not a short-haired dog, and he, uh, like his rear end, he has, we call him his basketball shorts because <laughs> his hair kind of, like, flows, is pretty long in, in the back, and uh, him running around in the snow, like, kicks up the snow and, and, and gets into his fur on his back legs and just, like, sticks there. So that, that's fun to deal with. At least you don't have to deal with that. Yeah, we, um... We had, we had a good little time in, in the snow, man. Um, but snow snow melts is just is just a muddy mess, and um, that's a whole other ball game right there. But yeah, man, I haven't. I it's supposed to, it's supposed to snow real bad, and you know we uh I think we're getting some some milk and some bread. I think that's I think that's on the the, the list today. I think we get some delivered to the house today. I can uh, I can drop you. Some off if I need to, because as soon as the show ends, I am headed to the grocery store to get my milk and bread. That means you can come on by, bring some lunch after you uh, after you buy my dead end. Oh dear, man! You know I always like buying your dead end. I have no problem with that. I got sneak to do it. You want to let me do it? <laughs> so 
I don't mind I don't buying like your dad in. Paying for me, sue me. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind buying your dad in, man. I I enjoy blessing you with. You just you're just so kind. You're yeah, such a man. Great friend. I am. I am. That 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 is the. You're typically a bad friend. You know, you you root against my teams because you, you oh, want gosh. what's best for the show, and, and you want people picking on me. And uh, you, you don't help me move because you claim to be booked. And you're a bad friend in several regards. But the, the one area that you are a good friend in is that you typically do take care of my lunch when we go out to eat. So There it is. There it is. I, I guess I should give you a little more credit than I typically do. Yeah, Jennifer Moore says she's a better friend than you because Jennifer Moore's um, got some food delivered to the, to the house yesterday. Look, I have a pregnant wife. I'm not uh, coming yeah. anywhere near you. That's right. That's right. Yes, that's that's a good one. But you could drop it off at the house. You I'm not it. entering your neighborhood. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Nelson from Jackson says we got the snow big time. I know it's snowing in Jackson. Volan Birmingham says we'll not get. Will not getting in the mud with Zach Evans come back to hurt us later on. We are missing that stud running back. <sighs> I don't know. I I don't know. It depends on how he plays at his new home. And if he goes out there and rushes for 1,500 yards and the best back in the league and there's no issues, nothing at all, then, yeah. All the field, off the field, behind the scenes. If, if there's no issues, then yeah, I mean, you could say we miss it out. But if he goes somewhere else, and the NIL deal is a whole lot more than his production, and there's off the field issues and distractions, then then you can say we dodge one. But I, I think it's too early to say unless uh, until we see what team he plays for until he has Ole Miss has a season. And I hope he goes and tears it up. I hope he does too. I'm I'm rooting for him. And me too. You know his his recruitment was very funky, <laughs> to say the least. And because it was funky, his his personality has been misconstrued. And there's these perceptions of Zach Evans. And you may have said this on the show, or or maybe AP said it on 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 Volquest. Somebody said it somewhere, but according to the TCU coaches, I mean, he was nothing but a, a model teammate and a model player. Did, did everything he was supposed to and, and didn't give them any problems. So I would be careful about making assumptions on, on Zach Evans based off of how his high school recruitment went. Yep. Yep. Um, I do want to give folks a um – Heads up, since we talk about recruiting, and um, at this time of the of the month, we are usually counting down days to National Signing Day and our event at Dead End Barbecue, and usually. We do the free free breakfast to everybody. Um, we hook we hook, we hook the good people up. 
but supply chain issues. Um, it's been so up and down, so rough for, you know, they didn't have to at one point not open on Mondays because, you know, staffing issues. Um, so it's going to be really difficult, really, really difficult uh, to do the same thing this year. So we will have to punt on National Signing Day at Dead End Barbecue this year for in February. So, um, hate that, but that's what we have to do this year. And, and hopefully we can be back and everything will be normal uh, the next year, but it's, it's still not normal. And it's, it's a lot on a lot of people um, to make that event super special. And the circumstances are just not the same. It's very, 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 very difficult to ask that in to accommodate us the same way because they they do a lot man it's kind of their their way of saying you know thank you to us all and to to feed 100 200 people breakfast is a lot it's a lot so um apologize i wish it was the same but things are not the same right now and, and hopefully when we're doing this again at this point next year, we can we can go back to normal. But I know a couple people have been asking about that. Just want to make sure that we share that with you, and so that you can have that information to make the necessary plans you want want to make for that day. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Hour three is coming up around the corner. Ben, get your snow boots on, man. I'm ready for my daddy and barbecue. Hour three coming up for one.